We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Wednesday, August 9th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. And thanks to Yahoo Fantasy Football, today we have Dalton Deldon from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Um, Dalton, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you coming on today. Sure, thanks for having me, John. No problem. All right, so you and some of your colleagues wrote up a reaction to Jay Cutler signing with the Dolphins. And in it, you noted, you basically said, eh, you know, the receivers, I'm not going to change my rankings much. But what I noticed in that is you had Devontae Parker at wide receiver 22. That's, that's on the high side compared to most people in our business. Um, why? So I, I get the talent part. I know they talked him up during the offseason. I feel like most people aren't buying into that. You're probably buying a little more than most. Yeah, I didn't realize I was that much higher until you pointed that out. I went and looked <laughs> at the fantasy football calculator. I think he was like 40 or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is pretty significant, uh, I will admit. Uh, I just think Jarvis Landry obviously helps in PPR. Not a big red zone guy. And I'm just buying into the breakout. Obviously, you get less of a profit if you're as aggressive with me getting him there. And I'm fully expecting that breakout. But, you know, you got to love receivers entering their third year. And uh, the Cutler thing, he'll make, you know, turnovers in, in real life. But that, that might just create them having to pass more than they did the second right. half. 
So he, I think, you know, he's familiar with Gase's system. I'm just kind of buying into Gase's system. I know last year they became conservative down the stretch, but we'll see if that happens again. That offensive line is actually pretty good when healthy and Brandon Albert situation uh, notwithstanding. Uh, and I fully admit that I'm buying into this, this talk, whether it be beat writers or most importantly, coaches. And this will be a theme of the podcast, I feel like, because uh, I have a lot to say on the topic. It is difficult picking and choosing what you want to believe and what you don't. Right. But the difference for me here is last year, these same coaches were really hard on him over the summer. So I, I, now they're building him up. So I, I just trust that he came in healthy, but battled hamstring issue all last year, even though he played in 15 games. So just buying in the three-year breakout. And I think he's a type of receiver that just could go nuts and be, you know, top 10, something like that. Okay. You, you know, I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. And and like you say, said, they're, they're not just, they've been saying good things this summer, but they also said good things during OTAs, right? It's, right. it's been a pretty consistent line of praise for Parker that, you know, hey, he's really putting it together and he's going to do it now and all that stuff. So uh, it's not like this just happened in the last week. Um, all right, everybody, we'd like to thank Yahoo Fantasy Football for sponsoring the Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast. You can sign up now for Yahoo Fantasy Football at rotowire.com slash Yahoo. You can catch us on Twitter. Dalton is at Dalton Del Don. I'm at jhalpin37. Uh, you can also tweet us at Rotowire or at Rotowire NFL, where we've got lots of player updates. All right, we're just going to get into a few news items before we start with rankings and, you know, late round targets and things like that. <laughs> so one of the Jags reporters on, I think, Tuesday said, you know, he thinks they're going to split some carries early and Chris Ivory is going to start the season as the, the short yardage back. And you see that. And like you said, you have to pick and choose what to believe, but what the hell and what are we supposed to do with this one? Yeah. I, your guess is as good as mine. And they, I mean, they, they paid Ivory a lot of money. Let's, let's be clear about that. But then again, they paid up for Fournette. I mean, who drafts a guy number four overall these days, a running back and doesn't use him immediately. I mean, he's actually bigger than Ivory. So I, I wouldn't, I'm not, Personally, I didn't lower him down my rankings. I had him at 10, and I think there's pretty much right below him a lot of question marks really early when it comes to the running back position. I'm not taking a Gurley or someone or a Lamar Miller who has just such a low ceiling over a guy like Fournette. So I've kept him static despite this uh, discouraging news. Static. Okay, I, I'm with you. I'm keeping him static. My fingers are crossed behind my back when I do it. but I hear you. I, yeah. I guess that's all right. Okay, next up, uh, the Browns are saying nice things about Duke Johnson again. And we saw things uh, probably a week or two, probably a week ago, I guess, that they were saying, you know, Duke Johnson, slot receiver, not such a half bad idea, which means to us that if that's the case, they're going to find ways to use it more. And I think Hugh Jackson compared him, he used the term queen on a chessboard, which can be an overused term. Um, but I mean, we, we've heard it used, the Panthers, have, people have been using that kind of language about the Panthers with McCaffrey and Samuel and all that. Um, does this get you a little more excited? Like if you're in a PPR league and you're going, oh, you know, Duke Johnson's looking a little more attractive now that I've read this stuff. Um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, on one side, three touchdowns over 32 career games. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty bad. Crowell's a good player in his own right. And he might be seriously having to deal with Osweiler at QB. So there's, that's the downside. The upside is a player profiler has this, uh, juke rate. Um, you know, some, some, inner circle type metric, but I'll trust it that it, that at least they're looking at film enough. And he ranked number two among all running backs last year and top 15 in fantasy points per opportunity. So if he does get a bigger opportunity, as you said, especially in PPR leagues, 
there is quietly some upside here despite, you know, playing for what projects uh, to be a poor team. Yeah, and you know, for all the complaining, I know I did. Last year I was on the Duke bandwagon and picking him in, you know, the sixth round of PPR leagues and things. And, and I got all mad about it. But you 53 passes, while maybe a little disappointing, not terrible for a running back. I mean, they did throw oh, no. him sometimes. They never ran him, but they threw to him right. plenty. You know, he could catch 75 balls this year. It wouldn't be shocking. Yep. Okay. Um, the last one on the news, uh, we're not a Kansas City. More first-team reps for Kareem Hunt. And this is one, when, when you start listening to this kind of stuff in August, a week and a half ago, we heard, yeah, maybe second half of the season, Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware, you know, leads off as the lead back. And, you know, who knows if things change. And now we're here, well, Kareem Hunt's getting more first-team reps than one of the other beat writers. So now, so now you sort of have dueling stories over the course of August. What are you buying about the Chiefs running back situation right now? Spencer Ware I was high on last year, and he just really disappointed uh, given that early injury. He took over. Maybe the three touchdowns were a fluke. Uh, just very few breakaway runs. Uh, he finished outside the top 30 in fantasy points per snap. Uh, the, the, the key to me here is that Hunt is just going so much cheaper. So I would just personally, I feel like it's like a 50-50 type of chance. One finishes higher than the other in fantasy value. So just give me the guy going so much later. All right, so Spencer wears RB25, according to the ADP at MyFantasyLeague.com. And um, let's see, Kareem Hunt is RB34. So he's creeping up, but he's still definitely cheaper. He is probably three rounds cheaper, I guess, is what we're looking at. Um, all right. Oh, last thing, which uh, sometimes I send notes before I didn't send this one. So the, did you see the Patriots step chart today? There, yeah, yeah, I, uh, believe me, I'm the highest on anyone in fantasy pros and Gillisy and probably the entire industry. So I don't like to see him missing time at all. It's I mean, it, and Belichick does not put up with that either. So I know there's a lot of time left, but I just loved him stepping in that big back role. I mean, it led to NFL leader in rushing touchdowns last year and blunt wasn't even very good with 3.8 yards per carry and and uh, gillisey's younger and looked terrific albeit in a small sample so i thought it was crazy where he was getting drafted given the you know i just want a piece of that pie in the pats offense uh obviously you never know with them and now this injury i'm i'm, I'm pretty concerned for sure yeah so so everybody just fill you in a little gillisey listed as Third team, Dion Lewis and James White listed as co-starters. I, we suspect that is a fluid situation right there. But, but Dalton, you're right. Gillisley's going to have to get back on the field soon uh, or else possibly. All right, everybody. We're going to thank our friends at Yahoo Fantasy Football for sponsoring the Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast. With Yahoo Fantasy Football, there are endless ways to feel the wins each week, with a, whether it's a winning waiver claim, a winning piece of smack talk, or uh, – Sorry, actually winning on the field. It's football in its funnest, best form and where there's no such thing as excessive celebration. Yahoo Fantasy Football is free to play and easy to use on a desktop or on mobile with the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app. Sign up today at rotowire.com slash yahoo and download the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, which has been rated number one by the Fantasy Sports Trade Association for three years in a row. Dalton, do you use when, when you're watching on Sundays? I, I ask people this from time to time. Do you track things on an app, on a laptop, on a tablet, or do you put your tap devices away and just watch football i feel like i'm old school this way but i um i put a put it on the, the mix so you can get up to eight games at once yeah and uh got a, a bean bag that i just sit right in front of so those screens can get kind of small with eight games and i'm old school and just take notes so i i, I like watching all the action as much as i can and, and basically turning the computer off for eight hours oh wow see you're you're not the first one that said this i feel like it, you know i need to put away the the electronics and just watch more 
but I have I'm, I, I go back and forth from screen to screen and I've got Twitter on it. It's, it's and it's hard to absorb a lot that way. I'll definitely like I said, I think I'm I'm uh, you know, that's that's in the minority at this at this point. But that's just the way I've, I've always done it. And uh, I, I don't know. I love it. It's uh, it is it is fun. But I, I can see the other side to it. I mean, I'm probably missing out on on some breaking news. Like I'll have my phone on me and I won't be completely uh, oblivious to it. But, yeah, I'm one of the old school guys who actually just takes handwritten notes and sits right in front of the TV with that game mix channel, which I love. People like Red Zone. I like to see, you know, you can switch it around to the announcers at each game. So I, I prefer the game mix personally. See, see I don't have that. I don't have direct. See, I'm in a play. Long story short, my wife works for a cable company, so we have cable in oh. our house. And so if right. I want to watch multiple games other than Red Zone, I have to leave the premises. So, right. um, you know, free cable is not a bad perk. I'll say that. But um, Yahoo, the Yahoo Fantasy app messenger allows for all the witty banter and smack talk that your league can muster. The app is just as extensive as the desktop experience, allowing you to draft, trade, and check waiver options right on your phone. It gives you in-depth player and matchup analysis to help you fine-tune your roster each and every week. Switch your league to Yahoo where you can manage your league dues for free. Sign up today for Yahoo Fantasy Football at rotowire.com slash Yahoo. That's rotowire.com slash Yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy Football. Feel the wins. Okay, we're going to check your rankings a little bit. I took a look at them. And what I like to do on these, and sometimes I feel like I put people on the spot. My, a friend of mine, an old colleague of mine, Ryan Fowler, used to say that I, I had him under a, you know, the white-hot FBI spotlight when I point out rankings. And I'd say, hey, what, what's, what's up with this? But I'm going to do that to you a little bit. No, totally fine. Shoot. Cam Newton, QB4. Um, the, the fantasy analyst industry is not checking out on Cam Newton, but but certainly lowering him. Um, word out of here in Charlotte, where I live, is that he's not going to run as much. Uh, we're not sure how he's going to take to the different kind of passing game. Um, why are you sort of holding the line on Cam Newton? Yeah, I've gotten this question a couple times on Twitter, and it, I find it kind of bizarre that I'm different here. <laughs> uh, he's one season away from winning the league MVP. Yeah. Uh, he was the consensus number one rated fantasy quarterback last year. I I get that he had a down year, but let's. I, he's. I think he's going to be healthy, but that would be the one argument is you know shoulder surgery. Um, I can't see him not running as. Much. I know they want to keep him healthy, and he took that major shot in that game in which he was clearly concussed. But he just recently came out with a counter quote saying you can't keep the lion from roaring or something like that. <laughs> I think Kelvin Benjamin's going to be you know one season further removed from his knee surgery. Devin Funches could develop further. They added Curtis Samuel and McCaffrey in the passing game. I get it kind of might be weird square peg round hole if they're trying to make him this shorter passer. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but he's such a good goal line runner. Um, he's in a prime of his career still, and I think people are just overrating a down year. I mean, it's perennially a top three fantasy QB. Obviously, you can't rate Andrew Luck above him at this point. I mean, Matt Ryan had a historically good season last year, and I get it. Like, it was un- off the charts, but that was an outlier for his career there's just no way. I actually see some rankings with uh, uh, or some ADPs with Derek Carr over Newton, and to me that is it's just absolutely insane. But you know what? To be truthful with you, having said that, unless I'm in a two-quarterback league, I doubt he ends up on any of my teams. I, I'm one of those extreme weight on the position guys, and this year is, is, is a good – is as good of a strategy as ever. Yeah, I agree with you. There's not a lot of difference between a lot of those guys in the what I think what's the the nine or eight to seventeen tier or whatever that might be. Um, you know, I'm actually starting to come back around on Cam toward your way, and the reason is I, I do think I mean there I think they will call fewer designed runs for him, but inside the five yard line, I mean, if you're not going to use a weapon like that, what, what do you have him for? Right. Totally. He's, he's been really efficient there and he had one season removed from 10 rushing touchdowns, rushing. So, I mean, the, 
the fantasy upside is remains monstrous. And he, again, he's not even how old is he? Twenty eight years old. I mean, right. come on, I, people. People tend to have recency bias, and I think this is a clear case of that. Okay, and he and he's also that, that MVP here. It's funny you, you talked about Matt Ryan. Cam Cam Newton has had multiple, I think, three top five fantasy seasons or something like that. Yeah, you know, that, that sounds right. Yeah, even I when agree. he wasn't MVP, he was running for a lot of touchdowns right. and putting up huge fantasy numbers. Right, um, Matthew Stafford. You're not a lot lower than other people. I'm higher yes. than a lot of people. I feel like the volume's pretty solid. The yardage is pretty solid. I think that the the touchdown, let's say, regression will will work out in Stafford's favor a little bit this year. You've got him at QB seventeen. You, you're not a big fan of, uh, and I know he slowed down at the end of last year. But you're not a big fan of fantasy Matthew Stafford. See, my boring. I'm going to give you a boring answer here. I just <laughs> haven't been grouped in a large tier, pretty much from from right. twelve through seventeen, and you could you could flip those upside down, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. So uh, yeah, I guess I, I I ended up with him lower than, than others, but career 7.1 YPA. And this is the guy who plays in a dome in half his games and had Calvin Johnson in his prime. He's just not very efficient. Now in fantasy terms, if they continue to struggle running it and the volumes there, then that's not going to matter as much as real life terms. But yeah, I just, uh, I just don't love the player in real life and without Calvin. Uh, but again, it's so it's in a, it's in a lumping of, of five or six guys. I could see going, going one way or the other. Okay. Um, so you, I'm going to ask you a few either ors if that's okay. So sure. Stafford or Jameis? Oh, uh, I have Jameis. I, you know, just the growth potential and the weapons they added. And at his age, he could really just, he could be a monster. And you have, you're high on, I'm not going to ask you about this guy too much. You're high on Kirk Cousins too, right? So am I. Yes, so, I am very high on him. I'm a full believer in Kirk Cousins. Yeah, why don't people like Kirk Cousins? I don't yeah, I don't know. know. I mean, the, I guess I just rank YPA more than a lot because people are having uh, Derek Carr so high and he's terribly inefficient. And I'm just not betting on the touchdowns being there uh, with, you know, Lynch is coming in the system. And, and just again, just he had 6.8 YPA in the second half last year. And uh, Cousins is a remarkable in the stat. And yeah, they lost some weapons, but they added so many as well. If Jordan Reed is key there, and I do worry about that, that that I will admit, like if he's he's injury prone and the difference with him on the field versus off has been drastic. Yeah, I don't I don't get the people concerned about the Redskins receiving core. I, I they, they didn't lose Deshaun Jackson. I mean, OK, fine. Nice, deep touchdown threat. But, you know, come on, I really like picking up prior. I yeah, he could keep, yeah, I remember what he did with poor quarterback play. And he's just learning, you know, just learning the position, basically, wide receivers. Right. So, and I'm a, I'm a Crowder guy. I think you want to ask me about him later. I think he's really solid. So what if Doxson emerges? So I think there's plenty. Of, Chris Thompson, it's underrated to have a nice receiving threat, too, out of the backfield. So I think there's plenty there. And I think Cousins, I have him six. But with Lux uh, news, I should probably move him up to five. Right. Um, yeah, I actually have. Let me see. I had up the running backs a minute ago. But I have Cousins fifth. So and that, but that's yeah. moving luck down. So we're in the same page on that one. Yep. All right. Back to the Dolphins. Um, Jay Ajayi, you I mean, assuming health um, concussion right now, but assuming that works itself out, yeah. you've got him at RB4. And, and, you know, we're nitpicking there. I mean, you know, you, most people have, you know, six, seven, whatever. You've got him ahead of Gordon Freeman, McCoy, Howard. And again, I, you know, this could be a tier thing, but, you know, there, there's a slight preference for you. you. You're not worried about the the big games balanced by the not so great games last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because that that is the the counter to him is people are really worried about the boomer bust nature. But 
boy, when you're nicking a guy for having three 200 yard rushing games, that's right. an odd, that's an odd stance to, to me. But I get the, uh, you know, I uh, forget the the success rate is what I believe football outsiders calls it. I, I understand that there's been a correlation to future production uh, based off that. But he's so young and um, he's another guy. I, I'm sorry to say, but I would not I, argue Ajayi, Jordan Howard, McCoy, Gordon and probably even Devonta Freeman all in a similar tier for me that, that I do not feel I've seen uh, Jahi going like late second in NFC uh, leagues, though, and that what? to me seems like a steal. That that to me seems absurd. He's uh, a late first round pick for me. Uh, I'm with you. you know, it's funny. Last year, I, I I know one of my I, I've been playing this for you know like yeah, I've been playing for 30 years, and I know one of my weak my biggest weakness can be that I'm slow to pull the trigger on people because I don't believe early enough. Like I don't take the swing at somebody because I go ah, really that guy. And last year, I'm, I know I was slow on J.H.I. Because, because of that first week when they left him home from the, from the trip to Seattle. It was Seattle, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to think of that. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch week one, and now we're talking about a first-round pick. No. <laughs> they said get lost. They said don't come. <laughs> Stay <Yeah>. home. <laughs> All right. The, the next one, I've been uh, going back and forth with people on this one, and, and we're not going to – the depth chart <laughs> – the Bengals depth chart has Jeremy Hill on top. But we know at this point, those depth charts don't really mean anything. Um, but you and your colleagues are all kind of on the same boat with Joe Mixon somewhere in the top. You're 13th, everybody else there, 15th, 16th, whatever it might be. Um, I keep looking and I'm thinking if Gio Bernard, if he's back on the field, which things sound good, last I heard, Jeremy Hill's still there. He's mediocre. He's disappointing, but he's still there and he scored a lot of touchdowns. And I look at Joe Mixon and I go, that price is a little rich for me. And you don't uh, have you been grabbing him in early drafts? I could see lowering him based on this new news. Uh, I, I hate the depth chart thing. They, they always nick the rookies when it comes to this. And I maybe I'm overreacting to as someone who's owned Jeremy Hill in, in important leagues in back-to-back seasons and just watching him plod. <laughs> thought he was going to be a star his rookie year. Yep. But he's definitely a threat at the goal line. I feel like Mixon, he would have gone a lot higher in the real NFL draft if not for off-field concerns. And um, But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of him. Let's put it that way. He he clearly has the most upside. Bernard coming off the torn knee. Uh, but if this turns into a three-headed uh, committee, that could be a, a disaster of where I have him ranked right now. Okay. I, I got to tell you, Jeremy Hill, I, I get that Jeremy Hill has been disappointing. And, you know, he's not what we thought or what we hoped he was going to be. But in round 13 or 14, I, I, I think I would like to take a shot at that in a lot of cases. You know, I like uh, I've looked at the schedule sometimes. That's fool's Aaron doing it this early. But I like getting teams. I think they had a plus uh, point differential that are going to play a third place schedule this year. And I think there's a lot of tasty looking matchups. I, I, I'm going to pick I'm leaning toward picking Cincinnati to win this division, actually. OK. Oh, wow. That's pretty. That's pretty. I like that one. Um, I mean, they're they're a good team. The offensive line is the thing that everybody worries about. Yeah, the offensive line, everyone points to. But what if Eifert stays healthy? Uh, you know, obviously the the weapons there. I, I like Andy Dalton as, a, as another bounce back candidate. I mean, they added the rookie, obviously, A.J. Green, Eifert. Uh, I, I like um, him as a guy that's getting overlooked in the quarterback position as well. I do. And in my uh, to, to something you said earlier, I tend to be an extreme waiter on quarterbacks. And I've in, in mocks and drafts, I've grabbed Andy Dalton a few times so far. Yeah, people forget how good he was just one season ago. Right. I, I think you're looking at – if he meets in the middle between last year and the year before, you probably got a, you know, a top 10 quarterback. Right. Agreed. 
All right, everybody, Odd and New Fantasy Football lets you build your fantasy football dynasty like an NFL GM. It's better fantasy football, auction-based, deep rosters, college players in the player pool. You can stash those college prospects for the future, trade for superstars to make a championship push, and develop a team over multiple seasons. And uh, you, you can, in your Odd New League, I bet you can suck for Sam, just like the Jets seem to be doing right now. Play against the best fantasy football competition on the internet, Odd and New Fantasy Football. That's O-T-T-O-N-E-U, oddandnewfootball.com. All right, more rankings. We're going to go to wide receivers a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna ask you surprise in a surprise tone about Sammy Watkins because I have him in the same tier. You have him 13th. I'm 15th. Well, is he, he's a weird guy to evaluate ranking wise because you draft him in, let's say round three and you go, man, the ceiling's nice, but I hope this works out. I mean, he's not, he's not your typical early round somewhat safe play he's he's kind of got a wider range of outcomes do do you in round three would you normally take a guy that volatile i wouldn't but i don't know where else to put him yeah i don't know where else to put him either because like guys around that tier at least for my uh my tier is like demarius thomas definitely a higher floor but like alan robinson and deandre hopkins coming off such disappointing seasons and such poor quarterback uh you know throwing to them so i just i just said at that point i'd swing for the fences and go with the upside uh, we're talking about someone who just turned 24 years old in Watkins. And as a sophomore, one year ago, he led the NFL in yards per target. So it sounds like I'm, I'm being aggressive ranking guys who had good seasons two years ago and looking for bounce backs. But I fully admit that that's a scary injury. But you know, for the most part, it, it, historically, it just takes longer than expected. But it, it's been a year and a half now. So, so hopefully the surgeries have corrected it. But for sure, for sure, there's risk here. Yeah, I mean, Sammy Watkins... Career yards per uh, yards per catch fifteen point one seventeen point five and fifteen point four in his three seasons. Now I know they weren't full seasons. Two of them weren't full seasons, but yeah, ceiling's definitely there. And um and we all and we all underrate Tyrod too. We underrate right. Tyrod as a th- as a passer. I, I totally agree. I think he's plenty competent. Yeah, he he's the guy. I think because guys like him, when a guy runs well, we reflexively think. He's a runner. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not you know, saying anything earth shattering here, but um, Tyrod's a better pass than people think. He's not great, but he's fine. He's good enough. Um, you have Michael Crabtree pretty darn low. Um, wide receiver 34. Does this, is this sort of a reflection of you thinking this is the year they start uh, really feeding Amari Cooper more? Or do you think the touchdown regression is going to happen to Crabtree? Why, why, why are you not probably as high on him as other people? Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, it's bizarre the usage that they've had recently with with Cooper versus Crabtree in the red zone. Um, ODOT, as they also call it, uh, that he's been used so so differently. This is he's 30 years old. It took 146 targets two two years ago to get 922 yards, 145 to get 1,003 last year. The touchdowns have been nice, but I already went over my Derek Carr concerns. If he doesn't improve, there's going to be TD regression there. So. If you expect another 150 targets with Cooper on the team and adding Marshawn Lynch, then then fine. I guess he could settle in there. But I just see a lot of other options with with more upside than Crabtree. All right. So you so Crabtree is going. I'm seeing where he's going. Uh, So he's around end of round five. Let me ask you one Crabtree or Stefan Diggs. Ooh, I, I have Crabtree two spots lower, but right. Diggs, Diggs, again, getting good off-season buzz, but Thielen actually quietly had really strong metrics. So yeah. that's a toss-up for me. And no one no one believes in that guy. I know, 
Right. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I look this season, people, last, last year, when, when you look at everybody's weekly rankings and uh, it, you see people, you know, Thielen was having these great games and people are like, all right, yeah, he's still, you know, wide receiver 51. And this year he's being drafted after his big season and he's being drafted. I'm trying to find him. He's, he's number 49. And yeah, people, I, he got a thousand yard season. And everybody's going, eh, whatever. I don't care. It's the Vikings. So. Yeah. And I have him at 45. So apparently I'm, yeah, I'm kind of right, right there with the consensus, but uh, he, he had some really strong under the hood metrics, but obviously how, how good can that, that passing offense be with, with Rudolph and Diggs? you know, how many, how many mouths can that passing offense feed? Right. I mean, if that, if that was Aaron Rodgers thrown to those three, it might be different, but it's certainly not. Um, yep. All right, so you mentioned Jamison Crowder earlier. And they, there was some talk about a month ago, and I haven't revisited this particular topic, about Crowder sort of moving, sh- sort of shuffling between the slot and the outside with Josh Doxson playing. Basically, if there's two wide receiver sets, Crowder would play on the outside, and three, he'd be moved to the slot, and Doxson would play on the outside with Pryor on the other side. Um, you have Jamison Crowder at 25 at wide receiver. That's That's a... That's a healthy respect for Jamison Crowder. You think, I mean, the volume's there with the Redskins, but you think he's going to get better. Yeah, entering year three, he's a pretty good, uh, surprisingly a pretty good red zone threat for his size. Uh, I do like Pryor as well, but we talked about the the read injury concerns. What are they going to do at running back? And I just, I like the volume. I think there are going to be some shootouts in that division. And if I'm going to have Kirk Cousins as my top five uh, fantasy QB, there's going to be some some passing stats there. So, well, how high do am I compared to the uh, consensus on that? Let me see here. Uh, draft wise, you know he's twenty eighth per the MFL ADP. Yeah, which so is not good. too crazy. But hold on, I want to see one other thing. Um, let me find him. I'm looking at the consensus analyst ranking, and uh, twenty nine. So you're not too high. Yeah, not not too high. Yeah, and who knows about Doxson? I mean, he could break out, but I mean, he's coming off a of, you know. A lost rookie season so who knows i'd like to see it before i believe it right is Doxon a guy though in your i'm gonna see where he's going um he's the 47th receiver let's say in a 12 team draft he's going round 11 or so is he a guy that you kind of look at because of the volume there because i mean they made a big investment to get him last last year before he got hurt and do you look at him and say that is sort of one of those late round stabs that that i think's got a higher ceiling than most yeah, I should probably I probably have him too low, especially if I'm big on this Washington passing attack. What if an injury strikes? Uh, so yeah, yeah, sure. He's he's definitely a late round flyer wide receiver who could you know help you win your league as opposed to someone more boring like a Chris Conley or Kenny Stills or you know uh, Brandon LaFell, Tavon Austin. Go go after the upside with Doxson. All right, uh, one other guy. I'm not on the the thing I sent you that I want to ask you about. You just mentioned Chris Conley. Are you a Tyree Hill believer or not? Oh man, I have him. Uh, I have him 19th. So they got a full off season now to, you know, to kind of integrate him in the offense more as a receiver. Uh, it's tough to bank on the special team scores and the long scores, uh, including rushing ones, but I do expect an increase in volume. Uh, no Macklin, uh, but it's Alex Smith and a conservative offense. So I guess my answer is I'm somewhere in between. Where does 19th rank? I think 19th has you, let's see, um, in ADP. 19th has he's 22nd see i have him 20 okay. i have him 28th i don't believe you don't I, believe because of the what the concerns that i brought so those big plays are just so tough to bank on right and i think he's i mean they're they're basically they're making him their lead receiver and i don't know 
It's funny. I had uh, Matt Harmon from NFL.com on Monday, and he's a big Tyreek Hill supporter. And, you know, he's done a lot, you know, the research on, on the routes and separation that he got sure. and all that stuff. And he yeah. made a lot of good points. And I'm just looking, I'm going, and I said, gadget guy is too strong, but I lean more gadget than lead receiver. You know, I, I felt like what yeah. I saw last year, I said, I don't know how, I don't know how we transform that guy. And I, I felt the same about Percy Harvin, you know, and Percy Harvin has been a comp that people have thrown out for Hill. And I kind of went, or Percy Harvin, the reason he wasn't, uh, in addition to injury, he, he sort of couldn't run the routes. Yeah, that yeah, it definitely remains to be seen with him. And if they if it is if he remains a gadget guy, he might be like Deshaun Jackson, better in best ball leagues, where they have monstrous yeah. peaks and then completely uh, zeros in others. I he think. might turn out to be one of those type of explosive players that have a, a low floor as well. Best ball league. That's that's a really good point about best ball leagues. Um, tight end. You know what? I looked at your rankings. Nothing. Nothing's jumping out at me um, as being very different. Any any guys that you sort of. Are, are you the type to draft your th- this year making the high round investment in a tight end like Gronk or Kelsey or Reed or Olsen, or are you waiting? And if so, who are you waiting on? Um, I kind of like uh, Jimmy Graham this year, but Kelsey's gone surprisingly high for me. I, I, I know he broke a thousand yards, but it came with like four touchdowns. And again, that offense is is limited and he's being drafted aggressively. Obviously, the Gronk injury concern. So I'm fine with waiting for that. Middle tier, the, the Hunter Henrys, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, uh, Zach Ertz. I, I like that area. But if you want me to give you a deeper sleeper, uh, I'm going to once again fall for the puff pieces. And Austin Safarian Jenkins is free right now at draft tables. And the coaches are really hyping him up. Supposedly he turned his life around. You know, he got sober. And obviously we once it wasn't that long ago that we really liked him as a breakout candidate. And sure, the, the, the quarterback might be an issue. But who in the world is that team going to throw to? I know. I, I agree with you. And I, I was actually talking to someone, whoever I had on, yeah, that might have been Matt Harmon when I, we talked about that thing of I fall into that trap of someone's got to catch passes on that team, Team X, whatever it is. And with the Jets, it's either what it looks like. It's Robbie Anderson or Austin's Ferry Jenkins, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And when, when did Austin's Ferry Jenkins, did he get two touchdowns from Jameis? In his, was it his first game or was it the last game? It was something we were like right off the bat. Yeah, he looked like he's going to be a monster. Yeah. yeah, and he lived up to the hype. I think there was a play against the Titans where he threw him in the middle of the field. No one was covering him. I mean, you see him running 50 yards down the field. You went, oh, my God, this is the best tight end ever. Right. You know, there's another uh, just uh, deep guy who's for free, as far as I can tell, is uh, Dwayne Allen. Yeah. He, uh, you, you take over that role, like I said, Gronk injury prone, and you take over that role that uh, Martellus Bennett had 700 yards and seven touchdowns and just 73 targets. Obviously, one of, uh, a, again, you want pieces of the, of the New England pie – and he's free, and he's taken over that role, and he's a decent red zone target. He is. I, I, I still have the burns on the, – the tire tracks on my back to where all my Dwayne Allen picks ran me over last year. So I'm a little gun Yeah, track. But well, you're that, right. That, I mean, yeah, that's probably why his ADP is so low. Is, yeah, exactly. He burnt people. But yeah, second tight end in the wing. That's, pretty, that's, that's a pretty good spot. Um, and like you said, he's free. Right now, ADP is about 200. So yeah. you want him, you got him. Um, everybody, we recommend you try out fantasysportsmarkets.com. Fantasy Sports Markets has the best DFS contests available with cash awards, big bonus prizes every day. As always with Fantasy Sports Markets, there's no salary caps. You draft who you want on your roster. You can draft Austin Safarian Jenkins anytime you want. No salaries, everybody. Try the free-to-enter preseason football contest. The prize is a copy of Madden 18. Register today. Enter the promo code ROTOWIRE to get $15 in promotional credit toward your contest entries. It's available to all U.S. residents. Go to fantasysportsmarkets.com today. Um, all right, so we're recording this on Wednesday. Right now it's about 3.30 Eastern. Um, 
so a lot of people won't be listening to this before the Houston Carolina game Wednesday night. That's the first game. Um, do you think Tom Savage is going to keep that job in Houston? How do you think that's going to work out? I think he's it's definitely safe to say he's the favorite to start week one, but I will I'll be having Deshaun Watson ranked ahead of him for my season long rankings. I think it's inevitable that he'll take over that job there. I mean, it's and he could even run too for you know two quarterback leagues or something. No, I do not. The quick answer is no, I do not expect Tom Savage to keep that job all year. Okay, but the 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 thing about that situation, and I think it's Kansas City has a similar situation. Like let's say you look at Chicago. And you go, right. all right, after, after eight weeks, the Bears are two and six. And you go, all right, let's let Trubisky play. Well, the Texans. Right. You're, what you're going to say is they might like, threaten to be a playoff team. Yeah, I hear yes. you. Yes. I mean, I, the, the Texans are, are a quarterback away from being a right. legit Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Can you imagine if Watt and uh, uh, Clowney stay healthy? I right. mean, that defense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they would have drafted Watson if they didn't intend to play him. But then if you're, five, you know, if you're six and two, I don't have the schedule in front of me, how hard is it to make that move? I mean, it's bold. And NFL coaches are so risk averse. I don't know. I can't figure that one out. You, yeah, you're, you're probably right. But I can't. I'm, I'm just I, I wonder if the coach will get hesitant if they play well. You're right, though. It's 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 totally different the way these teams that drafted higher quarterbacks, as you as you mentioned, um, Chicago, I'll throw you Cleveland as well. They're a team that should be, uh, you know, losers and, and playing for the future. So maybe Kaiser is the guy you prefer than Watson, maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, and it was funny. I read the other day when I think one of the ESPN.com, Tony Grossi from ESPN.com covering the Browns said they'll lose the veterans if they play Kaiser over Osweiler. And I'm like, didn't the veterans know what they were getting into here? You know, I understand yeah. they want to win and everything, and I'm not a professional athlete, so my competitive drive might be different. But... I mean, geez, at some point you have to, you have to let the kid play. You have to, I don't know. Osweiler's just absolutely terrible. Too. Yeah. He's so bad. And you know, what was the other funny thing? I, I, because he has a relationship with Adam Gase. I read something on Monday before, when the Cutler signing broke, I think it was Schefter said the, the Dolphins asked about Osweiler and the Browns were not interested. I was like, what? <laughs> really? How's that possible? Yeah, it's, yeah. I th- yeah, didn't everyone think when they first did it, it was just for contract situations when they were able to dump some with the salary or whatever. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. It's early. The lock can change. Maybe, maybe it was fake news. Yeah, uh, that, I had to drop a fake, hashtag fake news. All right. Um, San Francisco, Kansas City is a game I'm, I'm looking at a little bit. Do, are you, how, I'm very intrigued about Carlos Hyde because he's another hard to predict guy. I mean, there were reports a month ago that he might get, you know, hey, he might be a candidate to get cut. And now that camp has started, they are raving about Carlos Hyde. They are, oh, look, he, he is ready for this season. Holy cows, he got himself in great shape. He's so determined. He's on a mission, blah, 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 blah. Kyle Shanahan's had a good, you know, rep with running backs. What are you expecting, if expects is the right word, from Carlos Hyde? So I follow the 49ers are my team and I've been previously just uh, hyping Joe Williams. But um, maybe the coaches are just all across the board down on rookies early on just on their depth charts. But you're absolutely right about Hyde. He is getting a ton of hype. I thought it was a poor fit because he just ran out of the shotgun both in Ohio State and the past couple of years. Uh, it's a totally different system. Uh, Joe Williams was Shanahan's guy. He like forced Lynch to, to draft him, even yeah. though he, they were skeptical. It's another guy who had off-field concerns. Uh, and he, talent-wise, he might have been drafted higher. So 
He doesn't catch the ball very well. Hyde, to me, really, really impresses. But as someone who's watched him, I just worry about his violent nature. He cannot stay on the field. He's just one of the more injury-prone backs. So I worry about him. But if you believe if you believe what you've recently heard, he's the clear guy there. And Joe Williams even has to deal with, uh, you know, old man Tim Hightower. <laughs> That's right. And it's funny, the, the metrics guys hate Joe Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, yes, he does not show up well on those, but other people love his tape. So who knows? You're right, though. He doesn't have high. He didn't have like a high spark score or something like that. Right. And uh, and and Kyle Shanahan pounded on the table, as I've brought yep. up a few times. That's that's the word out of there. OK, that game. Niners Chiefs is nine o'clock Friday night NFL Network. Um, the the third game also NFL Network, which is Sunday night Seahawks Chargers. Um, the Seahawks running backs. It, no one's got the Seahawks running backs ranked particularly high because there's there's too many options there so you got eddie lacy and uh thomas rawls and Procise. and i price wise i really like Procise because i think Procise could become the guy um eddie lacy so it's not like he's getting drafted super high but you've got people sort of they're hedging their bets a little bit on him i'm gonna look at his adp right now all right, he's 29th at running back, and he's going in like round eight. And I get that there's upside there. But every time I think about drafting Eddie Lacy, and I go, why do I want to draft this guy who every headline I read about him is that he hit a weight clause today and he made some kind of bonus? That we still have to watch. Eddie Lacy is, I hate to be sound like a jerk, he's, you know, 10 cheeseburgers away from getting benched or cut or something. Like, do I believe in Eddie Lacy at all? Uh, no, I'm with you. I have him 32nd. And even that, uh, he's been plummeting from where I originally had him. The more I, the more I thought about it, he just looks so plodding, uh, on a Packers team. He's still dealing with the weight issues. I, I love Thomas Rawls. I, I know he's been injury prone himself, not the greatest pass catcher, but if you can get him, I don't know how many rounds later is he going? I, I think, I think it's almost a coin flip if they went in the same price. So if you get him cheaper, I'm definitely for the, the Rawls move. I hear you about ProSize, obviously in PPR leagues. I still can't get that, what, 81-yard touchdown run he had last year out of my head, too. This looked explosive. Not sure he could hold up over 250-plus touches, but I would take Rawls and or Procise if he's if they're coming cheaper than Lacey. I, I'm totally with you. I'm, Lacey will end up on zero of my fantasy teams this year. Same here. Um, Rawls is going 66 picks later yeah, see, that's, than no, Lacey. And Procise, this is MFL. Procise is only going 25 picks later, but that's because it's PPR format. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, anybody else you're kind of curious about you, that you're, when you're watching games this weekend? Do you, are you a preseason game watcher? See, I, I'll give you the stock answer. I like game, watch game threes. That's the audition time, you know, the dress rehearsals when they actually play two to three quarters. So I don't have a great answer for you at game one, game ones. I, I'm not even sure I'll, I'll pay much attention. I'll, obviously injuries are the most important thing, but uh, the boring answer is, is Kaiser and Watson. See how the, the young rookies perform. But for the most part, I'll pretty much ignore week one of the preseason. What about you? Um, I mean, you, I'm a little biased. I'm going to give a, a lame answer here. I'm in Charlotte. I really want to watch Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. How are they going to employ him? You think? I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I think they, they seem to word out of camp and I have not been down there yet. You know, big plans and they're going to use him a bunch. But then I look and I say. And I know that he and Stewart could be on the field together. But with Stewart still there, see, I, I'm, I'm very excited about Christian McCaffrey, the real life player. Fantasy Christian McCaffrey, I'm looking, I'm going, I, I, Jonathan Stewart has to get 12 carries a game. So what's, 
how much is left? How much volume is left? Unless you think McCaffrey's going to catch 80 balls, which is possible. I don't know how that's going to work fantasy-wise. Like, I don't know how, if he's going to get enough carries to do that. Now, I do think, you know, they were, they were saying the night they drafted him and, and all along that they're going to, him and Samuel and Samuel's healthy, that they're going to move them around. That's the thing. You talk about how they're going to deploy him. And, and I think the idea is the defenses aren't going to know until, you know, they break the huddle, basically. You know, it's like, oh, look out. He's lined up out wide. Hey, check that out. Or, hey, he's in the slot. Or, hey, he's behind, you know, he's in a wildcat formation. I mean, I don't know. And that, that's kind of why I want to watch. And I don't think they're going to show, you know, they're going to tip their hand too much tonight. But I, Yeah, the thing, the thing with him, too, fantasy terms, he might, he might, or he probably is, third on the pecking order at the goal line. You know, it's still Stewart and, and Newton. So that, that could really be a you know, problem touchdown-wise. Right. I mean, I, love, I can't wait to watch him. I really can't. And, and everybody listening, if you've been listening for the past few weeks since I started here, uh, I apologize for the 397th time I've talked about Christian McCaffrey. So, <laughs> no, he's definitely me. one of the bigger wild cards. He, I mean, he was unreal at Stanford. So, let's, let, I'm very curious as well. I get the feeling that we won't know much after tonight, or after the week one, whenever the first preseason game is. That's that's my worry, though. Right, and right now, Christian McCaffrey uh, on that ADP, he's going at the three four turn. He's running back thirteen ahead of Mixon, Crowell, and. Uh, Dalvin Cook, we've talked about a bunch. All right, everybody, listeners to our podcast can get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card required. That will let you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. Dalton, what, are you, what else are you, uh, I mean, full steam ahead for you for football season. What are you going to be working on in the near future? Yeah, over at our blog, Roto Arcade, we're going to have a group uh, fantasy over-unders piece Friday and then probably later Sunday over the weekend, I'm writing a, a piece giving a sleeper for each team. Okay. Give me, give me one. All right, hold on. Do you have them ready yet? Uh, no, I have not looked yet. All right. That's fine. I was going to give you – I was going to make you kind of tip your hand, just give us one to give us a taste. But I'll, I'll let you go on. You talked about a bunch tonight. All right, yeah, talk, well, you, know, you know the guy is – this isn't really a sleeper, a deep sleeper. I'll probably go with someone else just because I have to. But Derrick Henry, I'm still – I, I wish he were going later in drafts, but he's he's the guy that just sticks out to me that if something were to happen to Murray, he could be a top five fantasy back and just just be a total fa- fantasy winner. Right. And I think unfortunately, he's not getting drafted late enough to be a handcuff. You have to make a bigger commitment on him. Yeah, no, exactly. I know I, I, I enter the year assuming people wouldn't be so high on him because he disappointed so much as a rookie. But yeah, unfortunately, you got to draft him as more than a handcuff, as All you right. said. All right, Dalton, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. Everybody, if you like this podcast, we always ask you, please leave a, uh, a review and a rating uh, wherever you listen. That, that would be great. That's all for this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Our next episode's coming on Friday, so please check back then. Lots of draft help in fantasy football. We'll be happy to give it to you, and we'll update some of the preseason stuff if any news happens on Wednesday or Thursday. For Dalton Daldon, I'm John Halpin. Thanks for listening.